0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pixel Sprites and Nonsense. I'm Benjero, and with me are Mets. Oh, and...
1: yes. Hello.
0: <laughs> there you are. <laughs> and Vosh. Hey, I'm here as well. And although we missed a week, today's a very special occasion. This is episode number 10. Woo! Yeah. The big one, oh. So uh, today we're going to do something special. Last, uh, last time you guys tuned in, you could hear us talk about news. This time we're going to talk about our personal top 10s. But first, let's start with what we played this week. Okay, um, we're back, and I'm going to start with what I did this week, because I actually did a lot. Uh, obviously, we were hmm. gone for surprising wow thank you obviously we were gone for two <laughs> weeks so um i had a little bit more time so last week i actually played the diablo 4 beta back when it was closed mm-hmm. during during this recording session it's actually open beta weekend but i played it during closed and i played a little bit yesterday when the open beta started i'm really enjoying diablo 4 it's fantastic mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, hearing good, good things about it
1: yeah i played today as well so it's it's going to be coming up for me too on the
0: mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Diablo 3 I'm not going to go into Diablo 3 right now because it's part of the top 10, spoiler alert,
1: but <laughs>
0: uh, I'm really enjoying 4 so I played it both on keyboard and I played it on um, on a controller both actually work fine yes. uh, there were some technical mm-hmm. issues I had with the game that doesn't involve the queue and it also doesn't involve exploding uh, video cards video which cards. is apparently a thing yep. uh, really? although 4080 Ti's. Uh, fir- Again. 3080s, not 40, 3080s. I, I thought it was no, 4080s. No, 3080 TIs oh, okay. uh, from Gigabyte. They were oh, allegedly right. yeah, causing issues, yeah. but uh, it's all alleged yeah. and they're not sure. But because, you know, because people are saying it, they actually are looking into it's it. It's the internet. But it might be yeah. a Gigabyte issue instead of a Blizzard issue.
1: A loud minority. So we'll see.
0: Oh, the, those yeah. cars are definitely out of warranty. So that's a problem for those uh, people in the... Oh. Mm-hmm involved anyway the game is really fun i was kind of afraid of the mmo aspects of the game because it's all connected now and it used to be a a kind of isolated or at least within your party kind of uh situation and now it's this shared world
2: yeah kind of like destiny right
0: pretty much like destiny yeah i wasn't bothered by it at all like it's a little bit weird that when you're starting a, a an event on the map that somebody else just joins in uh, the way they handled levels is really interesting because somebody that's level 20, it won't just steamroll your event because the entire event will ah. be based on his level uh, on yeah. his side and it will be based yeah. on your level on your side. So uh, the, the dif- uh, depending on what enemies you attack. It's just going to feel just as hard for him as it will for you. So that's actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that yeah. like max level character people will just, you know, steamroll through your uh, mobs and you won't get anything. So I actually like the way they did that.
2: Yeah. The, the funny thing is that system is not that new. Uh, it's already been, uh, I, I encountered that kind of system in the Warhammer fantasy MMORPG years ago. And um, I think they're also using some, something similar for Final Fantasy XIV.
0: Well, sort of. So, not exactly. Sort of. It depends. Yeah, like I said, something similar, because but in, not exactly the no, same. No, because in Final Fantasy XIV, they actually level you down. So they level yep. you down and you can't use certain skills mm-hmm. that you otherwise would have available to you. In this case, you have in yep. you, your entire tool set available to you. It's not like they're leveling you down, but they're leveling no. up the mobs to be on your level, but only on yep. your side of the fight. So if I'm level mm-hmm. 60, for example, and you're level 10, we can be in a party and we can have the same fights and it will feel challenging and engaging for both of us. Mm-hmm. So Yeah,
2: so the, so the mob targeting me, for example if i was level 10 would be level 10
0: yeah but if i would assist right. you with that mob they would mm-hmm. be level 60 for me so i would do yeah. the damage i would do to one that would be level 60 and it would just scale down on That's your side of system. on your side of the fight so that yeah. really worked well i i really enjoyed that i mm-hmm. haven't had the chance to join any of the big world boss fights i know that you've at least seen them mets Based on your, I Twitter? Was, yeah, I
1: was watching. Yeah, I was watching lyric. Uh, he was he was juggling two games at the same time, which was really funny to watch. Uh, yeah, he was playing the boss, uh, <laughs> the boss thing, but uh, he was mostly switching to the other game and then coming back. But yeah, it's, it's the whole boss, just a big creature, and uh, everybody's just uh, going around trying to kill it. So I, yeah, I saw I watched it, but it's it's you know it's a boss fight. So there's a big creature, everybody's hammering their uh, their abilities on it, and uh, eventually it dies, and there's a, a big loot drop. At the end. Looking forward to Of course. All the client side, of course. So. Yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, happen um, when the game actually launches. So I did buy the game. I'm looking forward to playing it uh, coming June. But I think I've seen enough. Like I have two characters. One character is level mm-hmm. 20. The other is, other is level 16. I'm going to level that one to level 20 tomorrow to, to, uh, to get it with Mariko. And we're going to uh, mm-hmm. because when you reach level 20, you get these special uh, items you can use in the full game. Or at least you get, like, a pupper or something like that. A little wolf pup yep. that, that uh, you know, tags along. So that's cool. And sort of a backpack yeah. thing, right? back it's kind of cool. So um, you're going to get that cosmetic if
1: you reach level 20 in the hmm. game.
0: Cool. So um, we'll, we'll be doing that for her tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I might actually do that, too. Yeah,
0: and then we're going to start the, playing the nice. game on the 2nd of June. I can't wait other than that uh nice. the, the thing that i actually mm-hmm. got this week is the psvr2 so um, yeah i actually upgraded my yep. game room i have a ps5 there yeah. now i, I bought a 4K uh... tv and mm-hmm. i bought the psv or a vr2 um Ooh. so so yeah I, I got the the entire setup and um, yeah i'm Kind of impressed with the uh, PSVR 2. It's a little lower. Uh, of a f- it, The screen fidelity is a little lower than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be a little better since everybody was praising it that much. It doesn't really differ that much uh, to the... Uh, what was the, uh, the felt one? The, the index. index? Yeah, I used to have the index. And it, it kind of looked similar index? to me, but that might just be me. Because it's okay. not supposed to be yeah. similar. It's supposed to be quite different but Mm. in my mind i haven't played the index in over a year so but in my mind it's like pretty much the same yeah i do like the um the the way the tech works and the Mm. the eye tracking because especially in horizon uh call of the mountain when you get your bow and you actually look at your target and you just shoot in in that direction it will actually hit what you're looking at and that's really cool it makes you feel very powerful and very at you know adequate at shooting the bow so that's really really (laughs) nicely done it actually makes you um, able to hit targets very far away just by tracking your eyes nice because i was i I was purposely trying to miss so i you know well yeah when you're actually like 90 degrees off it will just miss because you're an idiot but if you're like 10 or 15 degrees off and you just keep looking at the right target it will actually just hit the target so Mm. that makes it now, it, it's You can actually turn that off in, um, and you can turn off the sensitivity of that in the options. So if you really want the original experience of shooting a bow and you want it to be as lifelike as possible, you can turn that off. But if you don't, then you get mm. like these minor assists that actually use uh, that technology and that's really cool. I enjoyed that. Other than that, mm. the mm. thing I hate about it is that there's absolutely nothing else to play. Oh, right. Really? So that, that's mm. a big problem. There's not a lot of there, there's not a not lot, lot no. and, there's just not a lot to play. So mm-hmm. I bought what is it? Pistol Whip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought Pistol Whip. That's actually fun, but it's available on PC so everybody could get it cheaper and it, it's pretty much the same. And there's just not you you can get Moss book one and book two. So, so those are like good games. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing cheap and engaging. There's no. There's nothing else that keeps you, you know, playing yeah. the system. Okay. So hopefully that comes along somewhere this year.
2: It's a good thing that you have Tetris Effect and Gran Turismo Seven. So.
0: Yeah, but Tetris Effect it's like really weird because the only thing Tetris Effect does in VR is hit that 120. Mm. But my TV hits 120 now. Right, I have that's true. HDMI 2.1, yeah. so I can play it on the TV. It actually looks better than it does on VR, <laughs> and I get and I get that same responsiveness. Right. So that doesn't change. Yeah. And the other game is uh, GT, you know, like Gran Turismo. Grand that actually works really well. But if you you know look off to the left. You start seeing these uh, these PR blocks, which is really intrusive and annoying oh. because I just want to look around. And also, if you look at anything else except for the cars, it looks like crap. Oh. So if you look at a banner on the, on the track, it actually is very blurry, low res, and it looks like crap. But mm. they make the cars look pretty. So if you look at another driver, it looks nice if you look at the track in general it looks okay but if you start looking at the details around it actually looks like crap mm-hmm. and that's the stupid thing about that game and It feels kind of tacked on because if they used the same technology they used in Call of the Mountain, it would have been way better because Call of the Mountain actually, you know, checks where you're looking using the uh, eye tracking feature and it actually renders that part in the best fidelity possible while rendering the stuff you're not looking at at a lower resolution. So it can actually keep running at a smooth and proper frame rate mm. yeah Gran Turismo just doesn't do that they just prefer you to look at the pretty cars and not anything else mm. so okay. so that's a little bit of a bummer. I did get a uh, Resident Evil 4 which will get a VR mode uh, down the line it's not here mm-hmm. yet but I'm, I still need to play that game yep. and I got Village which I will play through uh, on VR so there's some stuff I can do but mm-hmm. I hope more Experiences and good experiences will come um, somewhere down the line because yeah. what we were discussing earlier in the podcast, you know, a couple of episodes back, that there really wasn't much to go to go at in the launch window might actually be true. So um, happy about it. It, it has a bright future if it actually gets the proper support. I, I know there's about sixty games. Yeah, but how many are actually... Um... There are a couple of games out
2: right now, but there's still a lot of games coming still. Other
0: than that, you know... I know, but I'm looking for that definitive experience. I'm I looking understand. for it. The Call, Call yeah. of the Mountain is very close to uh, Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex still exceeds it. It's still a better game, mm-hmm. but it's pretty close. Yeah, so the, the PlayStation VR 2 basically needs its own Half-Life Alex. It, it needs another killer app. It needs yeah. to keep that going. They don't need just... Not just one, but they need like four or yeah. five of those. Yeah. I mean, to, to, keep, you, to, keep the, to keep it rolling.
2: Yeah, you, you can also do fun experience on,
0: uh, experiences on it, like the, the that kayak game. That yeah, but experiences, really good. that's a problem for me. Like, I don't want to just I, play I, experiences. I get, that. I get Especially that. not if they're pretty boxing. You're like, okay, I played this for two hours, but I will never touch this again. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. Or I, I understand. Or I will just show it to yeah, my friends. Yeah. No, But but, but I then mean, they have to, you know, then their greasy faces will be inside of my headset. Yeah, exactly. I won't like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you got, you got those
2: things you can buy for the PlayStation VR 2. So you can swap them out. But no, I think the combination of having fun experiences and killer apps would be perfect for that
0: for that system. What they really need to do is just just bring a driver to PC. Let people also hook it up to their PC. And that would be fantastic. That because would also then work. Can, yeah. Then they can take that anywhere. Yeah. You're releasing yeah. your PlayStation games at, uh, anyhow on a PC. Just release Call of the Mountain on Steam. Make it index compatible, but also release additional drivers for psvr on pc
2: i think that would and, work and, really and well. that will
0: open a giant library oh, and, yeah. uh, and people will just buy it not, not just people that actually have a ps5 but people that are into vr mm-hmm. and actually just want to play on their pc will have that option to have that the, the that cool piece of tech over there yeah so hopefully sony will you know understands this and isn't just like yeah well that's going to cut into my in, into my paycheck that they, they might Mm-hmm. They might be like, if we accept this on our on our PC, we will sell less PS5s, so th- that's gonna hurt us down the line. I'm not sure. Yeah, if that that's that the way might Still thinking, but
2: yeah, that might hurt. But I we'll hope see. they
0: do bring some drivers over yeah. because I think that's gonna be cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. that um, <laughs> that was me. Yeah, uh, for the most part. So, what did you guys do, Fush, How about we start with you?
2: All right. Well, I picked up um, Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr which is a, well, kind of, it's, it's basically a game similar to Diablo. It's an action RPG, you know, isometric view, only this time you can change the camera around. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it uh, from, what I, from what I played. And I'm still continuing with uh, Lost Judgment. But earlier this week, um, Chia launched, which is really, yeah, it's a really funny game for me.
0: it's not funny it's it's endearing and cute
2: yeah i mean uh, it's funny as well because the way you can land um really badly if you uh if you glide too much
0: so (laughs) the reason why i don't call it funny is because i played it in front of my kids and i turned it off oh because because it's not safe for kids
2: oh no it's pretty dark yeah, it is a, it's it's pretty dark. Uh, don't let the graphics fool you. Oh yeah,
0: that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, I I'm gonna interject here for a second. To be honest, I had no idea either. So. <laughs> so so what um, i was like this is gonna be a fun game it had it's had wind waker qualities to it mm-hmm. you have to leave you, you you get a little slingshot it's gonna be cute yeah and then your father gets taken away and you go at the guy with a knife and it's actually yeah. you know you, you see a bloody knife landing on the floor yeah oh, and shoot. that's why i'm like oh my god this is not a game i can play with my three-year-old and five-year-old in nope. the room nope <laughs> Wow. So I turned it off, yeah. and she was like, and she was looking, at the, at the uh, you know the 5 was looking at me like, "Daddy, why aren't you playing anymore?" Like, "Yeah, this is not a game well, that you can watch, kiddo." <laughs> at
2: the the funny thing is, I think that's the only part of the game where it happens for now. I,
0: I don't want to take any chances.
2: No, I get that. I get that. But I progressed a little bit further into the game, and it's it's still really nice and cute at the moment. It's also not really an action game, so. You know, there are action moments in it, but it's mostly an exploration game. But other than that, uh yeah, it's... That was
0: surprising, to be honest. <laughs> I like the opening. I like the song yeah. that it actually portrayed. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it was a rhythm game that you could turn off so you could just listen to the music yep. and actually read the subtitles instead of mm-hmm. keeping the beat with the leaves. Yeah. So, um very endearing.
2: Yeah, and you can play the ukulele.
0: Oh, I haven't gotten to that.
2: Okay. Well, it's it's really open how you can play the ukulele and it's really good so lots of tweaking options and that sort of stuff so yeah really nice yeah it's really nice it's it's a beautiful game even on playstation 4 it's uh it's a very good looking
0: game it and uh, didn't run well on ps5 probably some ray tracing stuff that oh, didn't go well. right like when you were actually touching the water and mm-hmm. the reflection would hit the water the frame rate would sink
2: right right also uh sealed a bit with the boat like wind waker style That was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So uh, I mean, it's not an expensive game either. So if if you don't have a PlayStation but you do have a PC, you can get it for like thirty bucks. Hmm. So it's uh, yeah, it's not from what I saw. At least on PlayStation, it was uh, thirty bucks.
0: Yeah,
1: kind of expected that kind of price point. Yeah, it's it's from. It might might be an Epic exclusive at the time. I think it is. Now that you mention it,
0: yeah, I've seen one of those annoying Epic game pop-ups about the game. Uh, that that's actually what triggered me, like, oh, it's gonna be live on PlayStation as well.
2: <laughs> hmm Yeah. And that's surprising because Playstation always, uh, said when Playstation Now was reworked that they wouldn't do day one games, but apparently they
0: do. So Yeah, they also said they would never bring their Triple Ace uh to PlayStation now and we have Horizon. So um yeah yeah. That's true. They they, that's true. they 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 changed their tune a bit.
2: Yeah. But but they had to because I, I, I saw this coming anyway. And they also did did that with um was another game, day one. Not sure. Been a while, but yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed it from what I played so far. I kind of got more into Warhammer 40K. So
0: Gia is currently only available on the Epic Game Store. It's mm-hmm. coming soon to Steam. It does have a Steam page, but it doesn't yeah. show a date, so it's a timed exclusive.
2: Yeah, it's probably six months or something. Which Speculations, is but probably yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I played like three games, and I kind of started with because I don't know, I was. Interested again, somehow. Pokemon White on the Nintendo
0: DS. Mm. <laughs> Does your save still work? Yeah, it still works. Okay, I heard those save games were dying. Oh, for, for, for just, White 1 or White version 2? The, for, for the DS games.
2: Oh, for the DS games. Okay. In, in
0: general. Like in the general, Pearl okay. and Diamonds ones are dying as well. Uh, and there's no way to fix that. So when that fly, when that flash memory dies, it's gone.
2: No, that's a shame. Wow. Yeah, that's a so shame.
0: I'm, I'm glad your save works just... Yeah, this pr- one it probably won't be in another 5 to 10 years.
2: No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Which is a shame, but you know. Yeah. Let's hope they find uh well, I mean there's other ways to play those games of course, but uh we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, uh other than that, uh yeah, that that that's it on my side.
0: So, Metsman, how about you? <laughs> when did you play?
1: uh well since we've been gone for two weeks i had to actually go back and want and check what i was playing (laughs) um yeah i've been playing more uh, of the the classic duke nukem 2 i finished the second episode because i've been last i think was it two sundays ago i finished the first then i finished the second last sunday so i'm probably gonna play the third tomorrow or something and other than that i also played uh there's a a remaster sort of uh like an updated port of uh another like, a 90s classic called Terminal Velocity. Oh, yeah, so I played um, that. on stream. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, it's a 3D Realms' first game. Like the, the, it used to be Apogee, and mm-hmm. they, uh, they had a label called 3D Realms, which their most famous game for that is, of course, Duke Nukem 3D. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but their first game was Terminal Velocity, and uh, it's, um, it's a first, you can go third person, but it's a mostly, I played first person, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like a flight game, flight action yeah. game, uh, and uh, of course, it, 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 it one of those games where you know 3D was up and rising, and so yeah. uh, there was a lot of experimentation in that field. And um, it was really cool because it was like big landscapes, and you could fly into the, above the clouds. Mm-hmm. And um, there was these tunnel systems you could dive into, and it was a, a, a little bit like uh, you know, uh, if you remember *Return of the Jedi*, the, the Death Star scene where they fly mm-hmm. into the Death Star.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, and that's kind of what they were going for and um yeah it's it's kind of fun it's a, it's a very arcade uh you have uh, weapon upgrades that you collect and uh you collect boosts so you can move faster so yeah i've been playing that that was really fun to dive in again
2: mm-hmm. it it was published um, by
1: microsoft right
2: i think i remember um, cuz it was only on windows
1: i'm not sure about that but, so. uh, yeah, that that edition is now available no. on GOG and I think also on Steam. Nice. Uh, basically, the, the announcement for it came a while back and it was kind of coming out of nowhere. There's been like this rise of like these little remasters of classic games and, uh, mm-hmm. and the Rise of the Triad is coming up as well. So uh, that's been really fun to dive back into these other games with some some good ports, right? That just Not yeah. just the Duxbox stuff, but uh, good ports that run well on modern systems. Other than that, I've also played a little bit of uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. That was one of the other games that I had on my back, uh, my uh, backlog for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought that during a sale, like a few years back, um, which uh, I was interested in because it's it's one of those it's a first-person mostly as well (laughs) uh, space sim, and it's a little bit in the uh, vein of Wing Commander Mm -hmm. slash uh freelancer and it's it has sort of a like a space western vibe to it mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, you know you have the twang music and uh <laughs> it's a little bit in that vibe and um i didn't really gel with it to be honest it's, it's also um, a roguelike right I no, think, no i don't I, think so i think rebel Not galaxy was a, rogue, uh, was a roguelike no i think this is different uh, okay uh, i think might, you okay. might be confused with there's another space game that is a roguelike uh that's also, f- right. oh, I forgot the title. Yeah. yeah, There's a second part for that coming out soon. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you got confused with that one. Oh,
2: maybe it's that one. But, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this,
1: this one is, is pretty much the classic setup of, like, you have a space station where you're at, and you can, you know, you can uh, get side quests. There's a main quest. Right. No, you're right. You're and, right. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it didn't really gel with me. I don't know. It uh, they throw you in like with this with this intro sequence where they show like a sort of sequence of events uh, uh to show you where you are in the story, but like, like very very uh, abstract. And um the game also kind of like expects you to know what to do. <laughs> I don't know if if that was intentional or mm. but uh I, I kind of missed a little bit of more tutorial uh because there's there's a lot of things uh like, you, you suddenly get dropped into that main uh, hangar, and there's all these options at the bottom, you know, where you can go to, but there's no, like, tips or or hints to what to do next. You just get thrown in. And the missions kind of feel a little bit dry. The the voice acting is okay, but it's a bit, I don't know, something was missing for me. Uh, so, yeah, I, w- I wasn't really uh, digging that as much as I hoped I would. Because I was really um, looking forward to playing a game like that. So yeah, I think I still I'm, w- I'm waiting for that Wing Commander X-wing type game mm-hmm. uh, to come back at some point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this one definitely this one, this one wasn't it. And other than that, yeah, I think uh, that was it. And then the Diablo beta as well, which I also enjoyed. I played it uh, today. I played it on stream as well. I did sorceress or sorcerer, whatever you call it and uh <laughs> yeah i had a, a lot of fun it's it's one of those games where where it's sort of a grind uh to play it but it's a fun grind where uh you can feel yourself become more powerful so uh, i don't play a lot of those games but uh yeah it's, this one was really easy to get into for me as well so that that says something about the game and uh yeah i will probably be getting the full version It's it's one of those games that i could play while listening to a podcast or or doing something else. I could just roam around and do some side quests or something. Yeah. So I, I had a lot of fun just playing mm-hmm. the game. Like it's it's one of those. It's a, almost a, bit, a little bit in the vein of. Which is a weird a little bit in the vein of Vampire Survivors. Where it's a game you could just put on. And just zone out and do stuff. <laughs> yeah just <laughs> so, don't play hardcore. You won't yeah of course that. yeah. And that's <laughs> I, actually, I actually like the idea of hardcore. Uh, I, I like the Iron Man kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Where you, you have one life. If you die you're gone. I also encountered the Butcher on my playthrough. Um, during a Yeah, during a side quest. I was just in a, in a side quest. I was in a, in a dungeon environment. Just suddenly, out of nowhere, I heard a big scream. <laughs> the Butcher came right storming sweet. at me. And uh, I managed to escape him, which was really cool. I just kept running past all the other mobs <laughs> through all the areas <laughs> I haven't been yet. So there was like... 50 mobs running behind me, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I gotta get out of here. I I want to survive. Uh, <laughs> he hooked me. He hooked me a few times, but I was able to get away with my uh, speed boost thingy, and um, so that was cool. <laughs> and thankfully, nice. he he left after that. So it's it's one of those things where I think the butcher appears, and if you manage to escape it, he will just uh, vanish from the map uh, yeah. you're currently on. So. Mm-hmm it's one of it's those rare things
0: random when he spawns like yeah there, there are plenty of people who didn't encounter him i didn't encounter him i haven't seen him once
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah i was was surprised I, I should have actually made a little highlight of that moment because it was kind of funny <laughs> i was like suddenly out of nowhere comes this enormous demon running at you and i was like oh frick i'm fucked yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i survived so <laughs> cool. that was fun <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I did today, uh, and then I uh, and we started the podcast after that, basically. So <laughs> that was all yeah. I played. Oh, by the way, it was
2: Everspace, I just remembered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the roguelike. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, it's confusing, <laughs> but it's 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 because there's not many of those types of games, so mm-hmm. it's, you get you can easily mix them up. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Without further ado, let's get into our main topic, which is personal top tens. Uh,
1: yes, of all time.
0: Yeah, of, of all time personal yeah. top 10s of all time mm-hmm. um my top 10 is in no specific order so Same.
1: Um, oh yeah i i i also had some rule i like i my top 10 is uh just games that are very impactful throughout my career uh mm-hmm. but also just games that led to other titles and all that stuff so okay yeah
0: So I think the best way to handle this is that we each just go through our titles one by one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to start. And I'm going to start off with Diablo 3.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, one. I think I have over a thousand hours in Diablo 3, which some people will mm-hmm. scoff at. Like, You're just a Diablo. noob, if you only played it for 1,000 hours, I did play <laughs> um, the hardcore stuff. Mostly I played it uh, with my wife. I actually had to uh, quit playing for a while because the game was giving me carpet tunnel, you know, it, <laughs> Oh my <laughs> God, it, it was that bad. And I, we played it <clears throat> a lot. And i I'm, I, I even remember taking, <laughs> uh, you know, F- Fush joined in on a few hardcore sessions and one of them was actually, he died. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I had, uh, so, so I was, be- I was playing my warrior and I was playing a spin to wind warrior. So you would have mm-hmm. whirlwind, which is uh, basically a move that spins you around. Yeah. And my character was pretty powerful. So we started doing a rift, which is basically a dungeon, like a procedurally generated dungeon. Mm-hmm. And we ran through it and, um, that would level him quickly. So he would, I would just do everything and he would run after me, pick up the gear, and then we would do the yeah. next one. So we finally made it back to level 70 <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he overstepped his bounce and he died again. And we had to do it all. Over yep. again. Oh, no, and no. that was like an entire afternoon that that cost yeah. us an entire afternoon to get that done. But but yeah um, it, it was i think i have like paragon 900 or close to a thousand yeah, which is additional levels over level 70 so um uh, mm-hmm. and those and differ hardcore. between your regular characters and your hardcore characters yep. so yeah I have, I have just have a lot of time on that game it's i think it's also one of the first games i really got infested with together with uh with mariko what my wife so yeah mm-hmm. it's it's something we true. share a passion for and that's why i'm really excited for diablo 4 mm-hmm. Understandable. and we're and we're gonna. Do that again so um hopefully so, so far she likes it and i like it so it, it seems like four is right up our alley yeah
1: four So that's like good
0: yeah so so that's why did, even though i really hated the elbow three at the beginning <laughs> when it first came out when they had the life auction house the game was actually just bad but when they released reapers of souls which was the expansion the game became good And the end game stuff became really good. Like when they introduced adventure mode, the game just became so much better. And you could just replay it an infinite amount of times and you could uh, stick an infinite amount of hours into that game. And that wasn't the case when they released Diablo 3. So with that in mind, I'm hopeful for the fourth one. Although the MMO aspect of it all kind of scares me, I'm, I'm still fairly... Fairly positive about 4. So that's the first one for me. So let's move on to Fush. What's your first game out of your top 10?
2: Like yours, uh, no particular order, but I'll start with Total Annihilation.
1: Oh, yes. Good
2: game. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was uh, basically the height of the RTS uh, genre. Mm -hmm. Command & Conquer had come out. Command & Conquer 2, I think, was already out. And we were starting to shift more towards... Uh, 3D, yeah, and that's when games like Total Annihilation really started to shine, because Total Annihilation was a game that said, oh, we're going to have hundreds of units on screen at once, and uh, the maps are going to be huge, and for the time being. Well, the maps were huge, they were 2D basically, but they had height differences and that sort of stuff, so you had to keep that in mind, and the units were, well, overwhelming. There were so many different strategies you could do, and the music was really good, and yeah. I, I had so much hours into those games. What's funny is that around that time, I also had a lot of, uh, I was also kind of into Buster Rhymes. So <laughs> every time I listen to a Buster Rhymes CD, I, uh, or an album, I immediately think back to Total Annihilation. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, yeah. um, no, it's, uh, it's kind of a shame what happened to Cave Dog Developers developer. Yeah. Because they got really screwed at some point by the publisher, but you know, they gave us Total Nation. Yeah. There, did, there was, did they
1: also was a lot of uh, fun. the Supreme Commander. Were were that the same devs or Uh or yeah, the first one. The, yeah. Yeah, because uh, it was such a similar game. It was like a spiritual yeah. successor. Yeah. yeah. I I same remember def- def- Total Nation vividly uh also because of uh you know I'm not an orchestrated soundtrack fan and mm-hmm. uh it's one of those few games where they actually had an or- a full orchestra to mm-hmm. record the music yeah. Yeah. and it, the soundtrack is still great today. Yeah. Um and uh what also what was really unique about that game is one of those rare rts games where they would release uh, download packs with new units
2: <laughs> true uh, yeah you can download them for free
1: yeah uh, i remember uh heading towards
2: my neighbor asking if i can use his internet so i can download the units they at some point they also added some online stuff uh, online battles through their uh to a special uh portal stuff that sort of that sort of thing uh, which was really unique. There was this persistent worldwide battle going on, which was really cool. So that was that was really unique for that game. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it just worked for me. It just clicked for me. There was also Total Annihilation Kingdoms, yeah, which was more uh, fantasy, magic, and uh, steampunk and that sort of stuff. So that was also really interesting. And I also got all the expansions that came out for the first Total Annihilation and for the second Total Annihilation Kingdoms. Yeah, I, I just really love those games. Uh, Supreme Commander is great too. I also own Supreme Commander One and Two, uh, which are you know spiritual successors basically. But they have the same thing. You have this m- one uh, massive unit, the commander, and you have to build a base. And there were so many different levels and tiers of, of units, and each one was better than the rest and uh, better than the other one. And it was really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that one of the the first trailers for Supreme Commander where they zoomed out. Mm-hmm. And you saw like this like this super scale of everything and there was like one nuke yep. going off in the middle. Yeah. And that was like the most exp- like, of course the most powerful weapon in the game. But mm-hmm. it, you could see like the scale of how big that nuke explosion was. Yeah. And yeah. That was, that was yeah, absurd. Really unique RTS. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, that I guess my turn then. Um yeah. You're still there, I, I buddy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I I I did number them from ten to one, but yeah, I I would. I wouldn't. I I just. I'm just gonna go from ten to one. But yes, it's mm-hmm. it's random. Uh, so on ten, uh, I have Escape from Tarkov. Um, it's a game. that- No surprise. That, yeah, no surprise that it's in there. Uh, it's I it's am rare. Surprised that... it's number ten though. Hmm. It, because there's other games... Uh, because there, I have a love-hate relationship with Escape from Tarkov. Okay. Mm, okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a game that's unique. It, there's, like, no other game like it. And it's also the most stressful uh, game there is that I've ever played. <laughs> but it's also, again, the, the game that I got most addicted at um, in terms of multiplayer uh, PvP game. Yeah, it's it started off as as basically it was like a sort of a side project from from um, uh this guy Nikita who really loved games like S.T.A.L.K.E.R. and uh and Metro and stuff and he wanted to make he was basically wanting to make a story game, but he had didn't have uh, a lot of money. He didn't have a big studio, so he's he decided to make a multiplayer game. Like uh, trying to work out some ideas, he wanted for the game he wanted to eventually make. And of course, as with many of these uh, experimental things, it grew a little bit larger than he expected. And so, Escape from Tarkov has become this huge phenomenon uh, right now. And um, yeah, it's a it's such a unique idea to have a survival game where you Uh, You go into a round, you can escape at any moment you want uh, with the loot you gathered. But if you die, you lose everything you have on you. uh, Except for like a little prison pocket kind of container where you can like only put a few items in. And uh, yeah, it's this very tense game where you might not actually want to fight other people. You might actually just want to get in, do your quests and looting and then get out again. And uh, yeah, it's it's just, I, I haven't felt... So scared in a game before that's not a horror game, but it technically makes it a horror game <laughs> because yeah, players are scary. Like uh, you don't want to die, yeah, especially not if you have to uh, survive to complete a mission or if you have a very valuable item on you that you uh, want to escape with. It's um, yeah, it it, it train you t- you train yourself to like listen to every little sound there is in the game footsteps or do you hear a bushes move somewhere it's um yeah it's a unique it's a unique experience and i'm glad i got into it like i didn't uh get into it at, at the first uh the first time i played it but later i i got really addicted and then i played it for like i think a year straight that was the only game i played i didn't even play like uh little indie games in between or anything i would just play play it every night i would even like uh because you know covid started as well and so i played it in my work uh breaks <laughs> i would just go in and do a little uh scav run and uh yeah it's um yeah i've i've, I've kind of been taking a break from it night right now uh because i've i've been playing like for uh a few wipes so i kind of know the gist of it so uh i kind of want to wait to to have like a, a like a bigger injection of new content or something. I'm, I'm looking out for that. So, but yeah, I, it it had to be in my top 10 because it is something that I spend a lot of time playing.
0: It's so hard to get into though. You need to have like 16 wiki pages open. Yes. I remember when you, you you taught me, you were my sensei, and <laughs> you were like, "Okay, you need to have these open. You need to have like 14 monitors preferably. Yes. At least at least two or three it's, it's really hard uh, otherwise to... it's impossible to play this game yeah it's really uh, hard
1: to explain this game uh that's why I'm, I'm trying to keep it a little bit general yeah i get it like but there's so much going on in the game that it's insane like it's indeed a, a wiki game you have to have wiki open <laughs> there's uh there's a whole diagram for what types of ammo go in what gun and what's the best penetration and what is the best against armor it, it's insane like the level of detail in the gun mechanics alone where every weapon can be stripped down to the bolt and the uh the triggers and everything that it's the most realistic first person shooter out there uh, in terms of authenticity with weapons yeah. and like because it's based on real weapons they uh, the studio has access to all the weapons that are used in the game so they they literally scanned in everything every part manually they didn't just model it from, like, you know, uh, photographs picture, or anything. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, they're big gun nuts at uh, the State games. So, yeah, also that that's an, another part of the game that it's super realistic. And uh, that also makes it more tense because it feels real. Like, it, it's sometimes if you hear a shot, it, it almost triggers sort of a PTSD kind of reaction. <laughs> It's like um like jump scares when someone shoots so mm. but yeah it's, yeah it's 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 way too much to explain uh for for something um, like this, i have like... to
0: agree with the with the tension the game gives like when i did a few scap runs on my break as well you were like okay just try some scap runs, so uh, learn the game you know yeah can get a feel for it so so, so <laughs> i did that a few times yeah every single time you're uh you, your heart is in your throat. You're constantly tense. It's not a relaxing game at all. No. And, and the, then there's yeah. the part with the inventory management that is.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another part of it. Yeah. That, that that's
0: a giant task within the game. Just being yeah. able to manage that.
1: And uh, since right. uh, the last few patches, the game also has uh, voice over IP, so people can talk to each other, and you know you can start uneasy alliances with people, and you know try to g- complete goals together or that sort of stuff mm. kind of also brings that whole world alive because everybody wants to survive in that game and uh you know you're stronger if you're together so you can have like these little pacts uh and you know you can say oh man please don't kill me uh, i've got this quest that i want to do and some people will actually agree with you and they, you will just like have these agreements on okay i'm not gonna kill you I know how hard that mission is. I'll let you go, and that's that's the one of the coolest things that happen in the game. Like it 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 lives. It's a real survival world where people play against and with each other. So yeah, that's my top ten. I've been going number on for way too long. Number <laughs> ten. Number <laughs> ten. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's fine. It's fine.
2: I got a couple of short ones, so that's cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> Next one for me, uh, another Blizzard game. That's a World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King, specifically. Specifically. Yeah. Oh. And we got the rest of Woe. Well, uh... Is wasn't really it for me. Okay. So Wrath of the Lich King uh, uh, was just at a very specific time where I actually had a lot of times for uh, time for MMOs. I, we played it with a bunch of with a bunch of people. We actually um, played it a bit at work. That was back in the, at Gamersland uh, at the land days. So mm-hmm. and, really, and like late, late in the afternoon, we would play it when everything was done. I was a bit responsible for the web shop there mostly, so I had a little bit more time on my hands after all the packages were out, and mm-hmm. we would just play Wrath of the Lich King. I actually, you know, when I woke up in the middle of the night, I would just, and I was like, okay, I can't sleep anymore. I would log into world of Warcraft. I played that game, uh, that expansion from beginning to end killed the Lich King actually got the title, you know, back when it mattered. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I've played that game so much. I actually ran a guild together with some friends. And it was just a really fun experience. Mm -hmm. But after that, I kind of fell out of love with World of Warcraft. It just didn't didn't work for me. When Cataclysm happened, they changed the world so much. It just wasn't fun anymore. And a lot of people quit. And that's actually when I started to detach more from a wow in general but wrath of the lich king definitely still my favorite i actually have a current colleague that still plays on private servers wrath of the lich king and he's been doing that for 15 years so it's really fun to talk to him and hear his stories that he's currently still experiencing and that's been you know in my past like 10 years ago like well, a little bit more even i think like 12 f- 13 years ago so that was mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool to hear those stories again and that's why that game specifically also because it tied up warcraft 3 which is another one of my favorites it's not on the list but it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. um that that game actually meant something to me
1: okay. makes sense
0: yeah so that's uh that's it for wrath of the lich king bush uh, mm-hmm. next yep Ooh. you know what
2: i'm gonna go for other, yeah this is another oldie crusader no remorse and no regret
1: Ah, uh-huh. it's a yeah. uh, symmetric game right?
2: Yeah, it's the isometric game with protagonist who uh, kind of looks like Boba Fett and the helmet, mm, but yeah. you know his helmet is red. So at the time, that was that was a joke, basically. Well, not really a joke, but you know that was the the biggest comparison people could make. But uh, yeah, it's it's about it's a game about you're part of the world economic consortium. It's a private company that basically took over the world. You decide to join a bunch of rebels because you're one of the enforcers for the WEC, but your teammates have been killed by the by the corporation itself. So you join the rebels, and uh yeah, it's it's a really good sci-fi dystopian you know game where no. you can blow up virtually everything in the in the map. No. So no, everything cool. was destroyed. Well. Virtually everything was destroyable. Uh, not not everything. Everything. Um, the control scheme wasn't perfect. Uh, there were some glitches and bugs, but I, I just really enjoyed it. I I I have a thing for isometric games, basically. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah.
2: Thanks to this game, mostly. Mm. And it was it was more action packed than some other games around that time that I also enjoyed. It was also. Really difficult at some points, and the story was fun. It had these, uh, it, what was around that time, pretty normal like & Conquer and other games that added FMVs. Right. You had these news items every uh, after every single mission, and you had characters you could talk to. One of the main, one of the characters that still stuck in my head is Weasel, who was okay. a who was an arms dealer. And he he was really uh, I don't know he was he was so sneaky <laughs> he was fun he was fun it was a fun character yeah but yeah it's a it's it's a game I really enjoyed and uh, I know that you can play it again through DOSBox and I think it's available on EA itself EA Play so uh, unfortunately. There might never be a new one in the series, which is a shame because part two, No Regret, ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, that's And that's sucks. when Origin basically got shut down because it was from Origin Studios, same creators as uh, oh, Wing Commander yeah. and that sort of
1: stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Saj. hmm Cool. Okay. Uh, it's mm-hmm. mine, huh? <laughs> yeah my number nine <laughs> is a burnout three takedown Ooh, good one. i i didn't play the first two burnout games like i knew they existed and they were kind of popular but when burnout three got announced and they had like these trailers for it i don't remember how the marketing was but i was already hyped for it before it came out just because i love games where uh where there's car combat where you can you know uh in this case you can shove a a a, a car to the uh, side and uh, you go into a tunnel and you make the car, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hit that's the side or you just uh, bump it up against the railing and they go flying. And I just, the feeling of that game is just, it's very visceral. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a race game, but, you know, you can't really go off track. You always like grind against the side. And then, of course, there's also the crash mode, which <laughs> you you know you, you dive into a, a cross section and you try to cause as much chaos as possible uh, to get like the highest damage numbers you can get it was it was just a game that was very focused on speed and fun and just wrecking things and uh that that, those are still my favorite racing games i was never into the 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 simulation type race games i always loved just games that used cars but for 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 doing things that you would never do with a car basically (laughs) so so yeah burnout three also great soundtrack uh, a little bit of a cringy voiceover but it it was it made like it had a sort of style to it and um yeah was. It was a very flashy game and it just it just felt great. It was great arcade action. Yeah. Yeah, I will I will always get an itch to, to replay it as well. <laughs> Understandable. So yeah, yeah, that was it for that man.
0: Okay. Um that's a cool game. Next for me, Resident Evil 2, the original, not the remake. The oh. mm-hmm. I love Resident Evil 2. So I actually played the PC version instead of the PlayStation version, which is a bit of a unique situation because most people didn't even know there was a big box PC version. Yeah. So um, did this, I played, I think I played through the game like eight or nine times. And then I went over to a friend who also got the game on his PlayStation. He was like, this game is so hard. How many, how did you beat it? Because I "I already beat it like four times. He's like, I can't believe you did that. Uh, Prove it to me so he made me speed run the game i actually finished the game in under four hours so wow. <laughs> obviously that was like the side leon side a and you have to play a uh, leon side a and then you get claire side b and then you would have to finish the game four times to see the actual ending mm-hmm. that's the first time i ever played a game four times in a row like literally i, I played that back to back and that's how <laughs> wow. much i love resident evil 2. like the remake is great and it it kept a lot of that mm-hmm. but i actually uh did my first ever speed run without even actually knowing what a speed run is attempt on yeah. resident evil 2 and that wow. is a memory that <laughs> that's one of my core memories and it will stay with me and that's why resident evil 2 deserves a spot on my list yeah
1: yeah yeah those old resident evil games are always very uh imposing uh, what do you call it imposing um, yeah not imposing I'm, try- I'm trying to look at another word uh Like overwhelming, sort of. Like very There's a lot. (laughs) No, more like uh intimidating. Mm. That's what I was looking for. Like the first especially of course the first time you play it. Because there's so much tension always. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know what to expect with those games.
0: Well if you played it that like so such a big amount of time, it's kinda know what to expect when and where yeah so the, the, yeah, that's when the speed running of a thing actually comes into play uh but yeah the first yeah. couple of times it's it's very intense for sure like the the first time yeah. in the first resident evil the dog jumped through the window is definitely <laughs> one of the yeah core, it's, it's another core memory and i remember screaming and my mom c- c- coming up the stairs <laughs> like what the heck is going on i was playing resident evil one it's not on the list but i was playing resident evil one Right, at, yeah. at some point you move away from the mansion and you move into the yard and there's a shed there. So I mm-hmm, went right, through the shed yeah. and, ba- and back in the day, you know, we had these door loading scenes. That, you know, we, you would see the door and you would go through. And I remember mm-hmm. going through the door, looking uh, at, you know, the, the new environment. I haven't been there before and there was a giant spider right above me on top of that door. <laughs> and I turned my and, oh, and I played the first one on PlayStation. I turned my PlayStation off and I hadn't stayed for like an hour. So then I, I turned it off. I instantly screamed, no, what did I do? I'm such an idiot. And my mom came up running up the stairs. What did you do? Why are you an idiot? I turned off my game. It's just a game. And that's when I nearly started crying. Like, oh my God, I lost an hour of progress on my game. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, um, that's what Resident Evil does to me. And I'm happy that Resident Evil's back on track. You know, let's not talk about mm-hmm. five and six. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why Rest, Resident Evil, it, it, although that moment for Resident Evil 1 will also stay with me, Resident Evil 2 definitely is a step up from Resident Evil 1. That's why, uh, mm-hmm. why it's there. So next up, Bush, what's what's next for you?
2: Well, going back to uh, or sticking with Capcom, it's Okami.
0: Ah, yes. I have good game. I,
2: yeah, I I think I own it on the Wii and the PlayStation. I'm not sure if I own it on the PlayStation 2. Now that I remember, I own it. I think on about Too many platforms. Yeah, I also have it on PlayStation 4. So, um, but I played a lot of that game, and it is so much fun. Still, it's yeah. You you
0: basically you're 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 a dog, or a wolf.
1: Hmm.
0: You know what's the stupid thing about know. that game? I love that game, but I never finished it. Oh wow. Never. Well I I yeah. definitely have, have it as well.
2: But I yeah. didn't finish on Playstation Four yet. I will at some point.
0: I think I bought the game like four times and right, never right, finished it. Right, right, right. Oh wow. Yeah.
2: It. It's it's also it's it's yeah, kind of comparable to Ocarina of Time, I think. It's just more. It's just a bit faster, and because you're you're a wolf, you move around faster. But the art is beautiful. It's it's unlike any any other game I have played so far. Very heavy on the Japanese culture, of course, uh, with the sun god Amaterasu and. It's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun humor in there, and funny enough, uh, the same director as Resident Evil 2 and of My Cry and mm-hmm. Bayonetta. So uh, honorable mention for Bayonetta in this case. I just love his work, and Okami yeah. is definitely just—it's an experience for me.
1: I love the the stroke yeah. mechanic in that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the Wii it's that so, was so genius. That was
2: really good, uh, really fun to do on the Wii. And yeah, yeah, I, I kind of miss that on the PlayStation 4, but you can still use the touchpad, so that's that's really yeah. nice. But that 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 really helps me helps help sell the game for me. Yeah, those mm-hmm. that 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 little breaststroke thing with the with the attacks and that sort of stuff.
0: It's it works. Such yeah. a missed opportunity to not bring that game to the Wii U. It yeah or switch perfect. yeah you can work on a switch I, I still
2: want a second one but you know i mean there is a second one but technically well, we got
0: okami done which was yeah okami
2: for the, for the ds game yeah yeah so that's also a fun game
0: but the, the problem is it just never sold it never no. sold well and that's a
2: shame because yeah. it's it's such a, it's 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 a cult classic right now for a lot of people yeah yeah okay but you know enough about that game it's gorgeous if you haven't uh heard about
1: it before look it up okami yeah good stuff Mm -hmm. on to you mets Uh, uh, oh yeah we are we are back at me yep yep number eight uh the curse of monkey island Mm -hmm. i played all of the monkey island games but the curse of monkey island was the first one i played and it is it was i don't know it's it's also my favorite monkey island game i know a lot of people love two the most uh but the curse of monkey island I don't know, it clicked for me a lot better because it has voice acting, mm. it has uh, those beautiful full-screen uh, full animations, and the music was was instrumental, it was, you know, it wasn't uh, MIDI-based, and it just stuck with me. I played a lot of LucasArts adventure games back then. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and this one was one of the first that I played that had, like, a higher resolution, like, there, of course... Um, a lot of games were the the old DOS resolution yeah. of uh, was it three twenty by, by two forty, yeah. and this one was six forty by four eighty, so it was sh- a lot sharper. Which means also so that you know everything had to be more detailed. So the sprites were there was a whole different art style for the game, and it was like very painterly. It was. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a very unique art style. And other than that, it's one of those games where I we didn't really, at least I, didn't look up a lot of solutions for puzzles. So you kind of like live in that world, uh, looking for the next thing to do and how to solve a certain thing. And because of the music and the ambience, it's it kind of like it feels like a place you visited almost yeah uh, i had that with also uh, games like the dig and stuff where you also you would really wander good. around and trying to find a solution for your puzzles or an item that you missed mm-hmm. and um yeah the curse of monkey island uh, great voice acting great music uh, a fun fun story as well and a whole bunch of weird situations and characters mm-hmm. in there and there's even like a full pirate song which is great yep <laughs>
2: Also, the insult fighting was in that game as well?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, it was actually combined. There was a, like a sort of a pirate ship combat system uh you could choose to skip that i think because you know uh, most adventure game players wouldn't weren't really looking for uh real-time combat in a game like that but it was optional and then if you beat a ship uh with your with your cannons then you you had the insult sword fighting which uh they put a twist on it which was really Mm -hmm. fun so if you if you remember the original they would put a twist on it in this time I, i don't remember exactly what the twist was I think it has to be, it had to rhyme. I'm not sure if that was the original or there was another twist.
2: Oh, I think that was it, it, the rhyming thing. Yeah. If I remember. Yeah. I
1: think saying. this one had to rhyme. Like uh, instead of being a good comeback, you also had, it also had to be rhyming. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the whole trick was that you learned new insults from pirates so you could use them against other pirates later in the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful game yeah it's i don't know there's not much else to tell it's it's uh, a great lucas arts yeah. adventure I, game and everybody should at least take a look yeah
2: at it. i think it was also the introduction of murray yes murray did the bonic skull th-
1: yeah, yeah that 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 one stuck around i think murray yeah one of my favorite yeah. characters of the game character had, he was yeah. great yeah just one just it, just a the, floating skull floating on a plank yeah, just a skull <laughs> And he wanted, to, he wanted to. He was always talking about plotting and taking over the yep. world. And uh, the voice actor did such a good job. Like the first introduction where you meet him, mm-hmm. you have a whole conversation of uh, about skulls and know uh, how uh, you know how you great he would look with a melted kennel in his forehead. Yeah. All, all the skull jokes. So just yeah, perfect. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a good version as well available on GOG and Steam. That is uh, that just natively works on mono computers. Mm-hmm. So. You want to check it out definitely do i guess it's great cool yeah that was it
0: for me i just closed my tap <laughs> there we go okay got it got it back up <laughs> so um another one for me would be ori and the blind forest so oh, yes. ori is a metroidvania game that has a fantastic opening very emotional one mm-hmm. people who haven't played it i won't spoil it but it they definitely created some feels And after that, it's just a really fantastic Metroidvania. There the powers are fun. The art is gorgeous. It's a kind of oil paintery, but the way they handle light in that game is really nicely done. Super endearing story. Very fun boss fights. The music is fantastic. I actually still listen to it on Spotify and it's Available on Spotify, so give it a listen. It's really good. The original is definitely better than the sequel. Uh, Ori and Blind mm-hmm. Forest Definitive Edition is definitely a lot of fun. And there is a randomizer. So if you like playing Ori, then you can play it multiple times. The items will be in different spots. Oh, that's, that's the way you interesting. It. That's really cool. So hmm. it will turn the game upside down. Yeah. So that's, um, that's definitely a lot of fun. So uh, check that one out. Good game. Mm. Uh, I also finished both of them. Yeah, I did as well, yeah. but I liked the first one better than the second. Mm-hmm.
2: one Yeah, but uh, for for me that was kind of a change because I had issues with finishing games at the time, so I was surprised that I actually finished both of them. So
1: <laughs> yeah, that means it's good. <laughs> yeah, yep, they are good. Really
0: good.
2: Can't concur. Yeah. All right. Next up for me, um, I'm, I'm going to keep this one short because I already talked uh, about it a lot previous podcasts, but that will be well not really surprising. Transfer to Kun Deluxe. Because of all the hours I spent with my dad on that game. And just in general, it's just, and having replayed it again uh, recently, it's, yeah, it's something else. I just love it. Mm. I don't know. I'm not really that big into management games, but that one is just perfect for me.
1: Yeah. Really cozy. I love me some cozy games. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, for me, for next, the next one is Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. It was the Ooh. time where a lot of GTA clones came out. Everybody wanted to, you know, make games similar to GTA because it's a successful formula and it draws a lot of attention. And LucasArts, which still existed back then, decided to make a military-style GTA game where you could basically blow up every building you could see, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was... It was really uh, ambitious, actually, if you think about it, but it worked and it became like a, it it took part in like North Korea. So it's kind of a topical game, (laughs) but it was, yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it was kind of like GTA where you did missions for different factions and one trick, one uh, one extra feature they added was the ace or the the card system. So there were, for the number of cards there are, there are high value targets, that you had to either capture or kill uh, i would always try to capture them alive if i could because you get more for it and that was really fun it was a mix of doing missions uh shooting things and blowing up things and it was capturing these high value targets and then the ace of spades was like the big end boss basically it was the last guy and uh yeah it was it was such a well executed GTA type game that was almost like shocked how good it was mm-hmm. and uh, you also it was very like action hero themed the you could play as three different characters with all with their own dialogue and that was kind of cool uh, they even had some like console specific characters like I think on Xbox you had uh, Harrison Ford and I think uh, as um I mean as, oh no, it was always Harrison Ford sorry it was Indiana Jones and it was Han Solo. I think on PlayStation oh. Two, if I remember oh, correctly, okay. those were like secret unlockable characters, basically, because you know they're both sort of mercenaries mm-hmm. or hunters or whatever. But yeah, it's a great game. Uh, you could like call in airstrikes, all types of airstrikes. You had artillery strikes, you had carpet bombs. You just, if you have enough money, you could just call those in and wreak havoc on the battlefield to help you. Uh, sometimes you had, of course, destroy like big targets like a a massive weapon or a or a a base or silos or whatever and uh it was always very impactful how things exploded Uh same with just shooting an rpg at a jeep that was one of my most fun activities (laughs) because it it was all physics based so the the jeep would like tumble away in flames and stuff and uh i love i love my physics in games because it feels cool mm-hmm. but yeah it, it was a great game so one of the few GTA clones that i fully played through and finished and uh, i wish there was a remaster although you could play it on the new Xbox uh, uh, platforms as well, if you have the original Xbox version, yeah. which is really cool. It's fully backwards compatible. Yep. But yeah, it would be nice if they brought that to PC or mm-hmm. or did some sort of remaster. Yeah, he owns a license now still, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that was it for my okay. fourth game. Okay.
0: Next for me is Metal Gear Solid 1. So oh. the original Metal Gear Solid. That game is just fantastic. The way am, It was the first time I actually played a stealth game so um i had to get used to 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 the way the mechanics worked and dodging the cameras what would really stay with me was the boss fights like psycho mantis that Mm. you actually had to change the controller port (laughs) it's just brilliant and i will always remember that with a smile the 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 same that you had to look up a codex number on the back of the uh, on the back of your the game yeah that was a stroke of genius (laughs) because there were so many uh, fun elements to that game and the, the way It was the science, just fantastic. And I think it elevated Kojima to his, you know, godlike game designer level that he is currently at. And I think this game was definitely part of that. And I got to experience it when it first came out, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, I will always remember it also, that's a game I actually finished in school. Mm -hmm. I was one of those kids that actually had a PS one, you know, the, the smaller PlayStation one with the, with the, with the screen attached. So oh, I actually one, yeah. hooked it up before oh. class uh, at school. Like literally, oh. in school. literally, literally in school. at school. Literally at school. So I hooked it up at school before class. Uh, I arrived like at 8, eight a.m. And class started at 8.30. And mm-hmm. I finished it at school. And the teacher was was looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just finished this game. I want to watch the end of the credits. And he was like, it's fine. <laughs> just watch the end of the credits.
1: So, so, nice. so I, I got
0: to finish that game and you know c- complete it at school and that was cool really funny cool. yeah.
1: yeah first time i experienced that game was actually also i was watching it at a friend because i didn't have a playstation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, for me the first time i saw that game was basically watching it like a movie yeah uh, he is. would play it yeah. through it and uh, i just remember the end credits i felt like i watched an 80s action movie Yeah. it was so good mm-hmm. like yeah that fulfill fulfilling ending mm-hmm. you know with the uh, the end uh confrontation and stuff it was so good yeah.
0: I was so disappointed. So I finished the game. The game wasn't long, which is fine. But when I finished it, I went back to the game store and was like, okay, I love this game. And he's like, okay, there's an add-on for this. It's called VR Missions. Oh, yeah. So I bought VR Missions, hoping to expect the same thing. And it was basically just boring missions. And it it had nothing special to it. And I
1: was so disappointed. That was disappointing. Yeah, was so disappointed. Yes, because yeah. the game is carried by the the story mm-hmm. and the cinematic presentation. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and you know the the the, the mind fucks that that the game gave. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. That mm-hmm. wasn't in VR missions at all. So I was so disappointed when I played that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid One definitely on my list.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. For me, next is a game that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably gonna talking about finishing games, and Benjira already knows what I'm gonna say. It is uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, really good game. It's a game that I still haven't finished. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I don't want it to end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you kind of have to now.: Yeah,
2: no, no, no. I still won't. Um, the thing is, I really enjoyed that game a lot more than Final Fantasy VII. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get into Final Fantasy VII that hard. I did buy it day one, but, you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It just didn't click. And Final Fantasy VIII just clicked with me somehow. Mm. I don't know. I, I, it was around a time where I was a bit of a loner at school. You know, I, I'm very open about this, but I've been bullied for a long time in my life. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, the main character just clicked with me, and the, I, I really love the story. Like I said, I still haven't finished it. I'm very close to the ending still, but I just, I just refuse to finish it somehow.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's thing. a
2: thing. It's it, there's there's yeah. no other game that I have that with. Other games I don't finish. It's because I get bored or I get distracted real fast or whatever. But this game is something that I said to myself: I'm not gonna finish this. I don't want mm-hmm. this world to end for me. And it just works for me. The the junction system. Many a lot of people have issues with it. I managed to you know really abuse it at some point. So that that for me is just perfect. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to finish it yet. What no. did you think of the card game? I enjoyed it. It was okay. Yeah, I, liked I enjoyed as well. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun strategy game.
0: I also like that you could unlock Diablo mm-hmm. fairly early on. You just get the item, yeah. and at any point in time, you can just you know pop open the the, the mm-hmm. bottle, and you could fight Diablo. And if you're able to defeat yeah. him, he's one of your uh, guardian forces.
2: Exactly. And what I also love uh, of the game is, the, is one of the summons, Quetzalcoatl. The yeah. electric one. That was different. Yeah, that. He looked like a too. green napkin. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> it's a napkin. It's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird. I know, it's a bird, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that was Final Fantasy VIII for me. Oh, nice. So. If we ever reach <laughs> right. you
0: know, episode
1: 200, you're oh.
0: finishing it on stream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We're going to do a special stream where you finish yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I really need to p-
0: uh, replay
2: that game on another system. I think I might need to pick it yeah. up on PlayStation 4 or something.
1: Yeah.
2: Buy it on Switch. Okay. That's a good idea actually. <laughs> I might okay. do that.
1: Matt's you up. Yeah. Um okay, my next game is Star Wars Dark Forces.
2: Also a good one. It
1: is one of those games that came out uh, uh during the whole Doom clone uh yeah, what do you call it? The timeline Era, yeah. where where there <laughs> were like a lot of games were trying to get into the Doom space with 3D first person shooters. Mm-hmm. And Lucas Again, just the mercenaries and their uh, GTA clone decided, we can do that, but we're going to make it about Star Wars and we're going to add cutscenes, and we're going to let you go to cool locations in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be a cool mercenary that used to work for the Empire and is now a hitman for uh, the Rebel Alliance. And it was was so cool to play that game because it was a first-person shooter, but unlike most of those Doom clones... This one had a story, Mm -hmm. and it had cutscenes, and of course there was also some cool little technical stuff, because I was always into new tech. So the game had some 3D models in it, basically, where uh, the ship that would pick you up at the end of a mission was in full 3D and textured and there were tie fighters in hangars flying back and forth and there was this uh there was also swimming uh one of the first right. Doom clones where you could wade through uh, water basically mm-hmm. there was a whole sewer level <laughs> dedicated to that <laughs> of course <laughs> which is which is very infamous for being a big maze and uh where a lot of backtracking is needed but yeah it was it was really cool it, you you would play like a sort of a bounty hunter character with all kinds of different weapons and gadgets and um i loved that game a lot because of that it was it was Star Wars, and it felt like Star Wars, the music was Star Wars, the locations were Star Wars with a lot of vertical uh, depths and stuff, mm-hmm. and there was something very, very epic about it, uh, especially later in the game where you, you get you know, deep into the plot, and you get into these you know important locations of the Empire, yeah. and there's this big end battle with the end boss that is like... Also very intimidating when this cool sequence where the where there's like this big door opening up and the 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 boss emerges from it. I always remember that moment being really scared and trying to run around trying to uh, inducts and stuff to avoid him. Yeah. And um yeah, it's a very memorable first person shooter. Um recently they have released there was a, a mod team that made a, a sort of a source mm-hmm. port, which is like a, if you have the original you can play the game in full widescreen with um with all kinds of options. So it's re- really great. I actually wanna replay it again uh, through that. But yeah, it's um it's a really cool FPS, especially for it, the time that it came yep. out. And um I'm, I'm kind of, I was kind of like I'm I'm always in the discussion with this with people where the the sequels to these games uh, went into the the, the Jedi business yeah. basically, and I I was kind of like it was of course very cool, but I kind of wish they didn't do that. I kind of wish they would stay in the underground kind of the messy parts of Star Wars. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I hope they will, because I know at the moment EA is working on a new first person shooter mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe, yep. and that might be something like this. Yep. So. It's something I'm actually very interested in to see what they're going to do yeah. with this. I mean, we have, Since they we have, have the...
2: Respawn doing the Jedi Fallen Order stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we already have Jedi yeah. games. So maybe it's time for they're going to go sure. back uh, mm-hmm. to something like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, that's Star Wars Dark Forces for yeah. me.
0: Okay, next up for me, we're not going to talk long about this because we, I talked about this game a lot, but it's Pokemon Scarlet. It's Mm -hmm. the first Mm. Pokemon game in a long, long time that I'm actually completing. I'm still playing it to this day. I'm playing it off and on again, but it's one of the games I can play when my kids are around. They start to enjoy Pokemon. They're actually watching the anime now, you know, the start of Ash. (laughs) So. Oh, wow. They got 20 years. Yeah, they have 20 years of uh, (laughs) stuff to catch up on. But um, yeah, they're actually really into Pokemon right now. So they love to see me play it. And I'm just having fun with the game. I'm actually like all the others like sword and shield and anything before that i actually just quit playing after i i done the Elite four like i'm okay i'm done i'm not gonna collect them all
2: right
0: but in this one i'm actually still playing it and that's what i think is pretty special about scarlet even though the game runs like crap and it definitely could use better hardware it's basically mm-hmm. the Pokemon game i always wanted as a kid it's the one it's how i imagined pokemon red and blue would be if it, it you know, if it was like "quote unquote" real, or at least if, yeah, if it yeah. was on a system that could actually run that, <laughs> um, the, this is the Pokemon game I wanted on GameCube. This is the but, and even though it has its technical limit uh, limitations, it absolutely delivers, and that's why it's part of this list. It's the first Pokemon game I'm still playing after finishing the story, and I'm still having fun with. So yeah, nice, very deserving. Next up, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, what should I do? Uh, let's
2: go Virtua Fighter. It's just, ah. uh, yeah, you'd be surprised because I bought a PlayStation for Tekken at the time, but I later I got a Saturn and you know started playing Virtua Fighter, also on Dreamcast, Virtua Fighter 3 TB, and then Virtua Fighter 4 on PlayStation 2, and, uh, well, no, I don't think it was on 3. What was it? Anyway, uh, Virtua Fighter 5. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of Virtua Fighters, unfortunately. Not as, not as many Tekken's, but I don't know, it just just works for me. Uh, I, I, I think I said it before, I played Virtua Fighter 4 in Japanese arcades, which was mm-hmm. really fun, and it always stuck with me. It's just one of the games that I really enjoyed the most. Of all, of, of all the fighting games and not a big fighter
0: fan. So, yeah, that was it. Yeah, the only thing I, I kept hearing at this when, when you were talking about the story is, you suck at Tekken.
2: I do, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Joe can do it. Virtual <laughs> Fighter's cool. <laughs> Actually, I got Tekken 7 and uh, I'm doing okay. So, yeah, against a computer. On easy. No, not an easy, but, you know.
0: <laughs> I tried playing Tekken 7 on a fight stick and it didn't work out for me. I, I couldn't even do the simplest moves. No. no idea why okay yeah. so next up
1: next up okay for me um, I actually changed this game uh, during this podcast okay. to another game because <laughs> we started about you talked started about talking about Resident Evil and then something popped up in my head uh, so my original uh, game that I had on this position was God of War the 2018 mm-hmm. one just because it's really good uh, but I switched it out to to make uh, to to have a horror game in there uh, basically. Mm. Um, which is Silent Hill Two. Oh,
2: it's a good one as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Silent Hill Two uh, was the first game uh, that actually made me scared, <laughs> and uh, it, it was also the first Silent Hill game I played. I never played the first one before mm-hmm. that, I think. But I remember uh, playing uh, Silent Hill Two at the same friend where I basically played, uh, where I saw uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, right. And uh, and it's it's a game that also. I scared the living crap out uh, with my friends, was because I, I took the game, I had the game on Xbox, the original Xbox, The uh, it was like the director's mm-hmm. cut version yeah. of it, and uh, I would take it to friends, and I would we would play it at night, and they were just like, oh, can we please stop this game? I'm scared as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we just not do this right, right now? And um, yeah, that game, I mean, people have talked about it for endless uh, times, the atmosphere in that game is superb, the audio design is crazy good. The story is really good, um, very uh, complex and emotional, mm-hmm. and it was really cool because all the designs of the monsters and the events that are happening in the game all be- are all based on psychological aspects of the main character. Right. That's it's something that the Western developers who picked up Silent Hill later didn't really understand nope. and turned them into movie monsters. So yeah, that game will always had a really uh, always have an impact on me. I replayed the game using the Community made, uh, what is it, HD collection or HD pack, whatever, for PC version, which is really great. Better than the uh, HD collection that was released by Konami. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was really which bad. That was really sucky. That was really bad.
0: Yeah. And um, they lost the code. They, they actually lost the code, so they released an incomplete version or at least an earlier yeah. build. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, and
1: change, they changed like sign fonts The to, four
0: sectors were different. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they reduced the fog which or they yeah oh, no. they like they thought oh well, we're gonna give you more few distance that's because we're in a, with better hardware no, no that's, that's not... not how the game no. works though so
0: <laughs> how, how do you feel about the new remaster that they're actually well, not yeah. remastering? they're remaking the game right now how do you feel about yeah that?
1: they're remaking the game uh, it's done by Bluebird team uh, who team did is the pretty uh, good. Uh, the
2: layers of fear stuff
1: uh, they're they're all yeah. right Uh, But I've been... I'm really worried. Of course. Also because they've been, like, publicly saying, we're gonna change horror games forever, and Mm. this game is gonna make millions. They've been, like, publicly stating these things. Not even Konami, but themselves. Yeah, And the only thing we have seen is one CG rendered trailer, and, like... A very, very little bit of uh, gameplay in the background on one of the developer monitors when they were talking about the development. We haven't seen anything from this Mm. game yet. It might be great! I'm not, like, I have no idea. It could be really good. I just didn't like how they presented the game in the trailer as well. Uh, the way James was portrayed. Uh, I think a lot of people also caught that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was very emotional in that trailer. He was very expressive. And oh, no. It might be because of the technical limitations of the Play- PlayStation 2 at the time. But James was always a character that was very in himself. It was very mm-hmm. uh, muted. He yeah. was He was, like, stuck in something. Yeah. Was stuck in his own mind. And they kind of like got like they did something with that in the, in the remake. And apparently it's the way it was supposed to be, I think. Really? As mm. some like of the original people said, but I i don't trust it yet. Okay. So yeah. it's a big question mark. It could be great, but I'm I'm fearing it will be bad. So that's a but yeah, Sound Hill yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna do this definitely a wait and see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited that they're doing it, but I'm also Kind of like, why didn't you do Silent Hill One as a remake? because I know why they picked two, it's the most popular of the series, mm-hmm. but that's just not a good decision. It's a popularity contest, so they know they will sell the most. Yeah. not surprising but yeah, so that's yeah that's that's kind of you, know, no, of course it's not surprising, uh, but yeah, I, I wish they did Silent Hill as a remake, because that game needs one, and Silent Hill 2, although it is an old game, it uh, it's so difficult to capture that same magic. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's a wait and see for me. Hey. But yeah, great game. Next up, I understand the skepticism. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so next for me, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Mm.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: the Witcher Three. I really enjoyed that game. The side quests are incredibly well written. The main quest is incredibly well written. There's um. It basically felt like a BioWare RPG, and I used to love BioWare RPG, but better. Mm yeah so yeah really enjoyed it i played it on the switch to begin with like i couldn't i couldn't wow. get into the game at all via before on pc i just wasn't big on sitting behind my pc so i started <laughs> playing it on the switch at at one point and at some point they actually updated the switch version to have cloud save enabled so i could play okay uh, so i continued it on the pc after a little while when i got into I it it love- <laughs> modern
1: technology yep, helping
0: for sure so um which are three definitely uh on my list one and one of my favorite rpgs yeah one of the big oh ones. yeah
2: okay so uh four left which means uh i'm gonna do a quick one yakuza don't need to say anything else which one which one i know the entire series <laughs> No, you have to pick one. i know i know uh no it's, it's, it's <laughs> I, I think you know, I, it started for me with the first game okay yeah. It's just that's what everything, you know, I bought it on day 1 and uh I'm not a big fan of the English uh dub. dub. English dub, but yeah, it, it had it had Mark Hamill as, as 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 uh Majima. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I didn't even know that.
2: Majima uh was of course the crazy character uh, portrayed as the crazy one. Um and it was perfect for Mark Hamill.
0: Yes, yeah, who basically does a Joker voice, right?
2: Sort of, yeah. not entirely, but you know, close to it. <laughs> but uh, it works, but I, I, I still yeah. prefer the Japanese dub because that voice actor is just
0: perfect. Yeah, but he doesn't it's play crazy, just... crazy like that. No. the Japanese version is like he's very calm and very collected oh, yeah. until he snaps mm-hmm. and then he's just not until he snapped. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And that's perfect. I mean, uh, he says Kiryu chan and that sort of stuff is perfect. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Gearyu is great. Such a deep voice. And it's a fun series. And that one is the first one that started it. Everything for me. Yeah. Next up.
1: Cool. Okay, next up for me is Metal Gear Solid 2. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, the reason why it's Metal Gear Solid 2 and not 1 is because I was obsessed with uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 before it came out. I'm, like I said before, I'm very tech-headed, and mm-hmm. the way that Kojima first showed off the game was that with that lovely, what is it, 30, 20-minute trailer? Yeah. Where they, where they showed off like all the new technology and how you can affect the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of obsessed with that, and it turned out to be a really great game. Of course... Kojima is Kojima and uh, <laughs> nobody expected uh, Raiden to be basically the main character because everybody knew about the tanker uh, scenes and nobody expected uh, a sun switch in the entire narrative where Kojima basically kind of hid the whole, the whole like I don't like doing sequels thing <laughs> by basically retelling the same story of Metal Gear Solid 1 but through a different perspective. And it was such a mindfuck game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, um, together with the technology and the graphics, of course, because it was insane to looking for the time, especially with the weather oh, effects. Yeah. Yeah. I remember people n- didn't believe it was real time rendered when they showed off the tanker in the demo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was such a cool game and um the music and everything yeah. and uh yeah that the end speech of course that the the, the the little chat with the uh with the actual bad guy of the game mm-hmm. at the end which kind of predicted the future you know in a kojima way yeah it was bizarre. it was yeah it was very bizarre it was very very layered experience yep. and uh, and of course it had all the kojima fuckery and uh out of the box thinking solutions for things mm-hmm. so yeah i will uh i will i will always forget uh i will always remember that game yeah. um, and it, it's yeah stuck with me for mm-hmm. a long time
2: i mean the the fish and milk uh stuff was just that entire yeah. section was amazing
1: yes where the ai goes haywire mm-hmm. it's uh it's very memorable and it's actually kind of scary especially when the when the the codec uh with the codec and being like half like skull whenever Mm -hmm. the colonel is talking and it it kind of it really creeped me out the first time (laughs) i experienced that and it's like what the hell is going on yeah Yeah. great storytelling of course um yeah and not much to tell uh, not much to say about that all right it's just great experience Next up for me, I'm
0: also going to talk about a fighter It's Street Fighter 4. I remember, yeah. you know, having like 10, 10 guys over and we're just playing Street Fighter 4 for an evening while uh, ordering in some pizza. And I I did that with a bunch of coworkers and we did that weeks and weeks on end. We all brought our fight sticks and just had a blast. And I, I don't think I've ever had that before with a fighting game. Obviously, I played some games in the arcade or I played them online. But it never had like a group of people just hanging out and Street Fighter being four being their main thing. And everybody had their own fighters and we would just sw- uh, switch in and out. So th- that was just a really cool time. And I will always remember Street Fighter four for that. So it's definitely up there. Hopefully six will be good, but I will never have another experience like that. So yeah, Street Fighter four. Good. Cool. Next.
2: Yep. For me, it would, uh, the next one is an experience on the PlayStation 2 that I really enjoyed and it's Dark Cloud. And yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it just always resonated with me. And the fact that I can play it on my PlayStation 4, even though I messed up and I lost an important weapon, and I kind of stopped playing, <laughs> no. but I did finish on placing too at one point. But I, I just really enjoyed it. I, there's no experience like it. Um, you have these randomized dungeons, and you have to collect uh, all sorts of stuff for the villages that have disappeared, and hmm. you basically have to rebuild the village. Okay. Item, uh, Well, an item at a time, basically. So uh, you can place a building, but it, it needs a fence, it needs, like... Um, a windmill, or, uh, and, and it needs uh, the person living there because they're all, all stuck in some sort of cocoon. Uh-huh. And uh, in order to protect them from, from a terrible calamity, and you're the only person who can save them. And uh, it's a game that has durability for the weapons. So that's how I lost a weapon, which was really uh-huh. good. And, and now I have to rebuild it again, but you know, it's grinding. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's just always stuck with me and I really enjoyed it. And there has been a sequel, Dark Chronicle, here in the Europe. And uh, Dark Cloud 2 in in the U.S. and it's not not the same. But I just want a new Dark Cloud, you know. Huh. So um, yeah, it's it's a fun game. Sounds sounds unique. Yeah, it's pretty with it's, the with
1: the buildings. Yeah. So. Um,
2: you can also uh, rearrange how the buildings stand, or how they how they're configured, and if you do it correctly, you get another bonus. So you have okay. to listen to what people want. Right. So that's that's pretty unique. Yeah, and there's no other game like it at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. So that's it.
1: Okay. Uh my next game is Halo three. Mm. I'm uh I've I've been a big Halo fan. It was uh Halo one was the first game I played on my own owned console because the Xbox was my first self owned console. And Halo Three was basically like like the, the combination of everything um they have been working up to. It was like the complete package basically. It had the online, it had unbelievably cool customization options where you can build your own game modes. It had a photo mode, basically. It had where you could share your screenshots online. I still have those, by the way. And you could record replays uh, of multiplayer and single player because it was all built in. It was such a big package and with a wonderful campaign that finally finished the fight after the big... um, the big cliffhanger at the end of halo 2 and uh, yeah it was basically I, for me it was the highlight of the series there were some good halo games after that uh, like reach but halo 3 is is amazing it's also the last one that i finished from that i played start to finish with uh, two other friends in co-op mm-hmm. uh so the first experience nice. was already in co-op right and uh from our homes on over life uh, so that was really cool and uh yeah it's it's still fun to play today Uh, it still looks great and yeah it's it's i think it's Bungie's best halo game uh that they made and uh yeah it's 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 a yeah i don't know i don't have a lot more to say about it it's 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 the best and most content rich halo game uh, that that ever was released i think so yeah that was it Cool. cool
0: so the final one for me final um, one are we there yet yeah, i think so not yet
1: not two more yeah.
0: Two, three, four, five, six, seven,
1: eight, nine, <laughs> ten. maybe you nine. skipped one
0: okay just just do i talked about witcher <laughs> i talked about diablo i talked about pokemon scarlet mm-hmm. oh yeah i skipped one. i skipped one damn it Skip one okay so um, I guess the one I'm gonna talk about is the length of Zelda Breath of the Wild <laughs>
1: ah.
0: <laughs> another fantastic game a very open world very different than the than all the other Zelda games we've seen mm-hmm. it's very reminiscent of the first Zelda game as in it's very open and you can do whatever you want in whatever order you want the only problem I ever had with the uh, with Breath of the Wild is the lack of dungeons like there are basically four dungeons that aren't really really dungeons so they're mm-hmm. easier to, to get through and they're basically just giant mechanical beasts that you have to go through. And there's a lack of variety in bosses, but just the, the sheer scope of Hyrule, the way you you have to go about it, the weapon breaking, which is actually a good thing because it, it, it lets you think about the way you want to proceed, the way you want to handle things. You want to save a couple of weapons to make sure that you have one of your favorite weapons available when you, you have these uh, challenging encounters. Yeah, The, the, the mm-hmm. way speed runner, runners actually manage to get you to get you through the game within 15 minutes. It's fantastic to see. If you don't know how speedrunners do it, they actually uh, basically harpoon themselves to the final dungeon, to, to, to the boss. <laughs> the, the, the fact that on the first island before you go into Hyrule, you're, first, you're in an island in the sky, you get all your tools very early on in the game. And you can use them straight away. There's nothing else you can get. So all your tools are available to you right from the start, which is fantastic because that opens up the world. And there, that means there's enough. It's not going to hold your hand and expand on your abilities later on. Just a really fun game. Can't wait for the sequel. Hopefully they improved on the couple of points that I didn't like about it. But it's the first Zelda game that uh, kept me captivated from beginning to end uh, in a long, long time without you know having to actually uh, wrestle myself through it or have troubles with certain bits so yeah breath of the wild cool good game.
2: yeah for me next uh yeah that's it's i think you have it on your list as well uh streets of raids 2 which is it just it's a fun beat-em-up game and i played <laughs> a lot with a friend and it is so good there's that much else to say from um, on my side it, it's so, not on my li- it's not on my list but
0: it, no, it is on, on my honorable mentions
2: Ah, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> uh-huh. okay. Well, that that changes sure. things because I didn't wa- really didn't want to steal your thunder. So I was doubting if I was going to mention it. But no, no, it's it's just fun. It's it, uh, it works. I mean, that's all you need. Yeah, I mean the yeah. the, 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 yeah, I mean, the, the impacts. You know, when you f- when you fight and and everything just clicks. You know, um, the impact is good. The I don't know what else is there to say. I mean, I. I, I nice. Sometimes it's not complicated, no. sometimes
1: it's just a good it's game a good that game. does everything it does yeah. right.
2: The music is amazing, so yeah, that's it. Cool. Okay,
1: <laughs> next up. <laughs> well, my next game uh, is Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, I was expecting um, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had to be there. Yeah, I remember uh, playing the shareware version a lot when it when that came out which is basically like a big demo of the first episode. And um, there was a lot of new things in that game that you had to take care of. Like, yeah, you could jump on things and uh, there were slopes and it was it was quite difficult when I uh, I was, like, used to Doom and stuff, where which was very simple. But, yeah, Doom Nukem 3D, it had, like, cool movie sets and it had cool space stuff and, like, all, like, recognisable locations. And, of course, it was a little bit naughty in certain parts, which, of course, we giggled at as little kids. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Doom 3D it was, it was yeah it was the next big thing back then, right? It's um and it was also it was in the sh- it's already in the shadow of Quake, which was technically a better uh, looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doom 3D had so much more character to it. Uh, the world was interactive. You could play pool. You could like interact with phones, and you could destroy a, a toilet and drink from the water, and all those little things, <laughs> uh, those little interactive th- elements. And you could also play it in multiplayer that same way. You could. I remember playing pool over over multiplayer on a modem uh, with with people, and we just (laughs) stuff like that. It was all uh, very like intricate, and um, of course the one liners were crazy. And uh, I remember editing like special like macro messages that when you played multiplayer, you could spam those messages, (laughs) and you know you could just edit them and make your like your own. It was really funny. Was the first? I think also the first. multiplayer game that I played over a modem. Mm. So it was... I remember, like, my, my sister was just try- learning the game as well, and she would be walking around, and she would look in the direction of a street, and suddenly in the, in the she saw something moving in the distance, and it was a missile. <laughs> but she didn't know how to move away from it. So the missile just hit her in the face, and that was one of the most hilarious moments I remember uh, from that era. <laughs> because it was an experience that I didn't get before. Like, we, went, we didn't, like play a lot of multiplayer back then so being able to shoot each other Mm -hmm. in a in a video game uh, that was really cool and um, it was also the first game that got me into map making uh, because it had a wonderful uh, level editor that was uh, not that hard to get into Mm -hmm. and of course we looked up all the things how things worked and how you could do things and you know things would crash and stuff, but eventually, I actually got pretty good at making maps in the build editor. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that was and of course that was fun. You could make your own levels and 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 share it with friends and stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, try to make your own house. You know all the stuff you do when you are getting into level editing. So it was it had a big impact on me as uh, as well uh, like as as a gamer as a uh, creative person and uh, yeah and you know. the build engine games that came after that uh, improved upon things Mm -hmm. like Shadow Warrior and Blood. Yep. But yeah, there were always, always, I will always remember that game very well because it's just it was, yeah, it was the next big thing at the time and it was really memorable for me. So, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Okay, Uh, now I have to pick my final game and now I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Which one was you? There are so
0: many. So let's see. I'm not gonna say Yakuza, although it is on here. So um uh. let's go for a few of my honorable mentions and then I'll pick my final one. So I have a few honorable mentions. Sonic 2, one of my favorite games on Genesis uh on Genesis. It's actually one of the games I let my brother play be player two so he couldn't die. <laughs> you know, he <laughs> would play Tales, I would play Sonic. It was just it's it it's definitely the my, my favorite sonic game then hearthstone i don't think i've ever spent as much money on a digital card game than hearthstone made me spend <laughs> like i bought magic before that just, just but. Stone definitely cost me a lot of money. <laughs> Another one is uh, Heroes of the Storm. I used to play Heroes of Storm. I, uh, Storm. Oh, yeah. I actually owned every every character and every costume, every color variation, everything, And yep. up until the point that they revamped it. So yeah, I actually even played that one. Uh, I actually was on an eSports team with that game. We didn't win a lot, like we hardly ever did, but I was on an esports team and I played it. It was just a lot of fun. A- yeah. Except when mm-hmm. you were part of my team and you didn't do exactly what I wanted you to do, and then I would yell at you. Uh, I'm still sorry about yep. that much. Um, <laughs> he was hardcore, dude. He oh yeah, was really I, was hardcore. Hardcore. <laughs> I was big into that game, and then Blizzard basically killed it off.
2: Yeah,
0: and then, it, did. it did. Yeah. So another one of my uh, favorites and honorable mentions is Command & Conquer Red Alert like it i think oh, yeah. it was one yeah, of the uh-huh. first strategy games i actually played on my uh 486 back in the day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and I just loved it. I the, from the moment you boot it up and you hear that, you, you hear that marching song. It's just fantastic. It's such a good game. Yeah. It's so
1: tongue in cheek,
0: you know, if, everything about mm-hmm. it, It's just cool. I loved it.
1: Even in, even installing yeah. the game was great. Yeah, so and and, so. and
2: f- for the remaster, they they remastered that as well. The install yes. that was perfect.
1: perfect. I immediately bought that when I saw that yeah. for like three three euros or something. When that the uh, I, ac- I actually
2: out. started playing one or two missions last week, so. Yeah. Red
1: alert. yeah, I played. Yeah. The, I, I started with Come and Conquer One because uh, I wanted to play from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I missed this so it. I saw
0: everybody buy it and I just forgot about it so i have to wait until the next
1: one (laughs) yeah (laughs) the next two
0: okay just two more honorable mentions and i'm moving on to my number one the next up is digimon hacker saga uh which was the digimon cyber sleuth games that they were really fun i played them back to back uh so that was like 200 200 hours of digimon games the way you could evolve and de-evolve your characters change them into something else it was just really fun uh, mechanically really fun it's just a simple turn-based rpg nothing special to it but i had a lot of fun with it and that's why it's actually on there it's a good digimon game with a pretty decent story Mm -hmm. so yeah and then overwatch overwatch is another one like Mm. let's be Mm. honest we played overwatch together every evening mm-hmm. for yes. about six months like yep
1: i remember playing the yeah. beta together well, we ha- and we got all those uh, highlights, well, on, we uh, YouTube YouTube highlights we did youtube highlights we actually
0: still have them yeah. on the channel they're delisted or or but, but they're still up so private yeah they, yeah. I, yeah i made them private because you know they, they didn't really gel with the current pixels and sprites but yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're still up there and yeah. we played that for six months like every evening we would be there mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah um, fun game I really, Reinhardt 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 <laughs> we never did that with Overwatch 2 but Overwatch 1 is a very special game especially yeah. because you know the, the group was together and we all played it and it was just cool it was fun Yeah. Mm-hmm. so then there's Mega Race 2 I'm not sure if you guys know that oh game oh my god
1: <laughs> oh yeah i know that game yeah. so yeah actually i have a copy of, yeah uh, so like, was i it, what,
0: what was like the, the name lance Boyle. yeah lance Boyle. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he was the game Jesus uh Christ. the game show host and that yeah. i just loved uh i just loved that game to death it was I so much it. fun I it's it. uh it was basically yeah. mario kart only a, a little bit more gritty and the game itself was pretty dark
1: yeah yeah. And it was and was CGI rendered tracks, Yeah, it was, it was uh, CGI. Yeah.
0: Tracks, mm-hmm. right? it, was CGI. It, it looked fantastic for back in the day. It it really looked Yeah, good. definitely. And then there was was the crazy FMV stuff in there. That was just nuts. Yeah. I yes. miss that. Yeah.
2: I mean there's there's good FMV games right now, but it's not like that. It's not that cheesy. No. 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 So, I mean the the, the Command & Conquer stuff, the Crusader stuff, you know, all those cheesy FMVs, yeah. Yeah. So
0: anyway. my, that actually, I accidentally did them all. <laughs> 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 Whoops! I I, I forgot to oh, no. tap one. So I I talked about all of them. There were no honorable okay. mentions. Okay. The, the honorable mentions also included the last one. I think the one I was gonna talk about. No, I didn't talk about Chrono Trigger. That's the one. Uh, uh Chrono Trigger there is. It is. Uh, it's just a fantastic game. It all, is. all the different eras you go through, there are like seven or nine different endings to that game, and I think only mm-hmm. three of them really matter. You can mm-hmm. you can get additional characters, the story is great. Uh it was just really hard. I mean I played the 3DS version back here, which is basically a remake of the PS1 version so you at least get the additional cutscenes and the music is slightly better but yeah Chrono Trigger is just definitely one of my favorite games of all time and if not one of the best Square Enix RPGs especially from the Super Nintendo era I think it exceeds Final Fantasy 6 <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's
2: it for me uh, okay Bash up Yep, uh, for me I have a couple of honorable mentions uh, I mentioned Bayonetta before mm-hmm. you know again another H- Hideki Kamiya game I love it Actually, what's funny is that I did get to play Bayonetta and I got a behind the scenes presentation from Hideki Kamiya himself because that was the year that I went to the E3. So that will always be a memory. That um, is really good. The game was fun, though, but not, you know, I had more with Okami at the time. Um, another honorable mention would be Roller Coaster Tycoon, of course, you know, after mm-hmm. Transport Tycoon Deluxe yes. or Transport Tycoon. Uh, that, would, that would be the next logical step. Also, m- plenty of hours with my dad also uh am a big fan of uh, final fantasy tactics, you know, another honorable mention. But, you know, other than that, I think, you know, my number one right now is still it, it will always be C Oh yeah. Because that was for me the PlayStation RPG. Um mm. I I mean the first one. The, the second one the second one is better in a lot of aspects. It's a really good game, but it started it started for me with, with C-Code C- C- in 1, which came out, I think, about half a year before uh, Final Fantasy 7 came out. And hmm. it was this weird crossover between 3D and 2D. So you had these 3D uh, overworld, and uh, no, battle battle areas. And with random encounters, of course, you went into the, the, the battle and that was all 3D. And it had a lot of added uh, 3D eff- official effects. But the characters were always 2D. And... um. What I'm saying is that you can see that uh, uh, again in uh, Euron Chronicles from the same creators. The first game was so unique in that you had 108 different characters, 100 well, 108 different characters in total, probably probably more. But you know you had the main character of course that you played as, but. Then you had 107 different characters you can collect, sort of. Yeah. And there were missable some... characters. There were uh, some characters didn't really have a backstory. They just joined. But everyone had, had a part to play in the army that you collect. And there was a castle that you had to build up with every few characters. You would get another thing in the store, or you'd get a store, or you get an armory. There was a room where you can change the colors of the windows, you know, the, the, the text that you, that you would see. It was a lot of different characters. It was just mm. amazing. I think I finished that game four or five times now. It will probably mm. be six when it when it gets a re-release this year with Golden One and Two. Oh, right. For all platforms, and it's just I don't, I don't really know what to say. What else to say? It's just incredible. <laughs> it was an amazing experience. Yeah. the The first time I played it was eighty hours, and I didn't even get everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What's, a, what's a fun little detail is that uh, when you finish uh, the the first game, you got everything, 100%. You got all the characters. You get an extra bonus. And then if you started playing the second game, uh, you get get an extra bonus because you have to save game of the first game. I've heard that. was pretty that. unique at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an extra little thing in the second game. So uh, that was pretty unique. I, I really love that. And I, I think it's, it was mostly Konami that does stuff like that. That did stuff like that. I remember that, the, the... The memory card and
0: the dot hack games back in the day that you're safe I would go from game to game right which yeah, was they did the same as well blowing my yeah. mind back in the day like it completely yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's cool stuff yeah
2: and I had that with Sekodin one and two unfortunately Sekodin 3 never got a release in Europe officially at the time. Uh, so that didn't work anymore, uh, but that, it was still present in the US version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might might even work with the I'm not sure the current with the way they are released on PlayStation Network right now.
0: I also mm-hmm. remember that but, in uh, Twin Snakes, I know you hate that game, Matts, but Psycho <laughs> would read the uh, yeah. would read your memory card for save files, so he yeah. would comment on the games you actually played. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that,
2: and that was yeah. that was mostly Konami that does that yeah. did stuff like that at the time. Yeah. And now we get other games like Mass Effect that also used your save game from your previous, you know, experience. Sure. So that was, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. But that was my number one. Okay, okay Matt. All right. Let me go through my, I've got a few honorable mentions. Uh, I've, I've been writing them down because I didn't have any, but <laughs> the one that I replaced. So uh, uh, for Silent Hill 2, so God of War, mm-hmm. uh, great game. Has been said a lot about things. That game was basically almost perfect uh, in my mind, at least the combat story visuals audio everything clicked in that game for me yeah. and uh yeah it was yeah, game of the year for a good reason so that one is in there uh then there's gladius it's a it's a game that nobody that really talks about a lot mm-hmm. uh, but it's a it's a s- tactical strategy uh game uh, set in like a gladiators like a uh, what do you call it um fictional gladiator um what are you called? mythos, a Greek mythos yeah. uh, version of the of gladiators. So there's minotaurs mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And it's basically a little bit like XCOM, where you could um, you could plan out your moves on like a sort of a chessboard. And it was a great game to play uh, co-op because you could let your friends uh, control each of the characters. Interesting, uh, which is really neat. Yeah. So I remember just playing that game. Till like five in the morning on a Saturday, uh, on a Sunday, then <laughs> together just going through the whole campaign. And there was so much content. Mm. There were so many like different rounds you go through, and it was just very fun. And another cool mechanic of that game is that all the attacks had like quick time events. And if you hit the quick time event right, you would get criticals. And if you screwed them up, you would like do less damage, for example. Ah, nice. So that was that was a really cool little mechanic. And uh, I really miss that game. It's it's one of those games that I wish. Got more attention and maybe a remaster or something. Uh, another horrible mention is M.D.K. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I talked about that game a lot. It was uh, the during the crazy experimentations with three D again, yep. and uh, M.D.K. was a crazy game by Shiny, the Dave Perry Studio, <laughs> music done by Tommy Tellerico. <laughs> of all people allegedly uh but i actually (laughs) bought the soundtrack for it as well but yeah it was just a crazy crazy mix of weird themed levels and there were skate there was like a snow snowboarding in it there was uh crazy levels with mirrors everywhere uh there was even like a section that was like not done like it was was like a set really That was done they they were not done painting (laughs) yeah it was like it's like it this like the aliens tried to trick you, where you where you would go up an elevator, and suddenly you were like in in a pretty landscape with, with oh, uh, blue right. skies, and and then you could shoot the the set <laughs> basically down, and you would see like it's oh it's a it's a fake, and you know all those little <laughs> gags were in there, like during the entire game it was it was full of variety, yeah. and basically yeah, it was also just a cool action yeah. game. Uh, another honorable mention for is Outcast, which is a third person. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, action adventure game, great orchestral score. And there's going to be a sequel that is in development right now, which is, uh it's been waiting for a long time for that. Yep. Uh, I hope it's good, but you never know. And the last honorable mention is X Wing Alliance, because I do want to mention that series as well. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the X Wing and TIE Fighter games, and X Wing Alliance was basically the big, new, flashy, next gen at the time version of it, uh, which starts you off as a uh, smuggler and you end up. Joining the Rebel Alliance, and it was such a cool story to get eventually get into the Rebel Alliance to be like part of the X-wing uh, group, yeah. basically. That was really cool. Yeah. And then my number one game um, on my list is Half-Life, the original. Um, Makes sense. That game uh, was it started uh, a little. <laughs> that the only thing that that I regret I regret about that game is that it started uh, a new trend in cinematic FPS games, mm-hmm. where uh, a lot of games were turning into shooting galleries with scripted events but the original uh was kind of like a very uh how do you call it it was a word i'm not good in english revolutionary basically yeah Yeah. it was a revolutionary yeah yeah and most games started you with a gun Back in the day, the Fps games, and this game started you off a day at work, yep, although it was a very cool science lab and then of course the accident happens and everything goes haywire uh, but it was very atmospheric uh, you felt like you were always in the big place because there were no levels it was one big location where it would load the next section mm-hmm. so you would you were always feeling like you were in this big base and uh, continuing your journey and then the military came in and all the cool AI they did, which was still to this day very good Mm -hmm. yeah it was just a very cool experience and unlike anything that was released at that time and uh, you know of course it started the whole half-life series and uh, valve's big legacy on the pc platform so yeah Mm Uh that's it. All right. Thank you. I remember convincing my brother to buy Half-Life. Okay. So
2: um I think it came out around the time that I worked at a video game store.
1: It came out in the same year as Metal Gear Solid One, yeah. which is uh, yeah kind of interesting.
2: And uh my brother was debating whether we should buy Half-Life or another shooter. I think it was Sin, but
1: Yeah, Sin I'm, Sin came out yeah, that same year. I'm, I'm glad
2: he went for Half-Life <laughs> eventually because yeah. uh we played a lot of LAN, you know, LAN battles. On that game oh yeah with, uh we
1: would install the game on uh, on, on school computers actually, yeah, <laughs> to, to play yeah. Death
2: and uh, <laughs> we also play counter-strike the beta for the first counter-strike like the the mod yeah. uh before it yeah. went
1: official and so much stuff with half-life it was really good yeah. yeah the modding scene is another reason why it's uh so high yeah. up in the in my top 10 yeah because it, it started like of course mods were a thing with Doom mm-hmm. and, and other games, but Half-Life started so many mods. It was single-player mods. It was multiplayer yeah. mods. It was it was the craziest things they did. And uh, mm-hmm. you know you can see the legacy today with Counter-Strike 2 being announced this uh, last yep. week and all that. It's uh yeah it's a it's a big legacy game and mm-hmm. uh, and I just remember playing that game was so fun. So you would always wonder what was around the next corner, yeah. and uh, the ending, of course, is very ambiguous and mysterious. With the, with the G man mm-hmm. that would hire you, uh, and of course that led into the other stuff. Yeah, uh, it was just a it was such a really cool yeah. experience for the time.
0: Okay, it was. Yeah, and I think that right. does it for this week. Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah,
1: it's a long
2: one this week. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> so everybody, thank <laughs> you all for listening in. I hope you guys have fun. Let us know on. Either social media or anywhere, what your favorite games were. And if we are completely wrong, obviously we were, but let us know. (laughs) Hey, it's our, it's our list. (laughs) And to tell, and and to let us know, you can find us on either Twitter or sometimes Switch. So, Metsman, where can I find you?
1: Yeah, I will always say, and I will say it today, Twitter is the best way to find me. It's at the Um And uh, yeah, that's where I'm most active. There's where I announce also Twitch streams when I do them. So you can follow me there.
2: And Fush, where can I find you? Still currently on Twitter, BVBikon, of course. And other than that, I don't do much on Twitch or stuff like that. So Cool.
0: Okay, you can find me at Pixels Sprites on Twitter, Pixels and Sprites on Twitch. So, thank you all for being here. Sorry for missing last week. I had a bit of a, of a falling out, <laughs> and hopefully, we'll be back next week.
1: Bye-bye. 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 Bye bye. Bye bye.